Hello my lovelies and welcome to another episode of Primed for Crime. I am your host Liv and I am very excited to have you here and hope you enjoy today's case. Now today's case is about 52 year old Treveline Evans who seemingly vanished into thin air after opening her antique shop. Now before we get into the case, I just want to state that everything I talk about today is information I have found online and I mean no disrespect to anybody involved or mentioned. So, let's begin. This is the disappearance of Treveline Evans. On Saturday, June 16th, 1990, in the small Welsh town of Langlin, 52-year-old antiques dealer Trevlin Evans went about her usual routine in her quaint little shop, Attic Antiques. She had been home for the past three days alone, having returned from Lelongen on 13th of June. She had spent previous several days near the coast of Rudland with her husband Richard who had stayed on and was busy renovating the couple's holiday bungalow. Now the morning she drove to Church Street, parked her car, which was a dark blue Ford Estate, and she parked it about 200 yards away and opened her shop at 9.30am. Around 25 customers and friends of Trevelyn came into her shop that morning and would all later confirm that she was in high spirits and appeared to be relaxed and happy. And just to note, the weather that day was hot and sunny and Mrs Evans had made plans to go out with her friends during that evening. So she was last seen in her shop talking with a smartly dressed man whose identity has never been confirmed and shortly after the man left, Trevelyn left her shop at about 12.40pm and travelled into town placing a handwritten note on the front door of the shop which read, back in two minutes, which is a seemingly normal thing for shops to do. I know in the village where I'm from, shops do that all the time, so at that time people weren't really too concerned. She then made her way into Langlin, which was a small but kind of busy town, and she left her car parked where she left it and made her way through the town centre, stopping to buy an apple and a banana from a fruit seller, and then she was seen crossing over to Castle Street nearby. There was a final confirmed sighting of her at 2.30pm near her house on Market Street, then after that, she simply just vanishes. Nobody sees her ever again. However, there are two um, unconfirmed sightings after Trevelyn is near her home. So five minutes after the confirmed sighting, so at 2.35pm, a woman matching her description was seen walking out of the Langlern area, the A5 beside the Riverside Park in the direction of Corwen. Now, a further witness report makes mention of a woman walking in the direction of the River Dee through Park Avenue. When Trevelyn failed to return, the police were notified and began an investigation into a possible missing persons case. Now, her shop, Attic Antiques, was searched in an attempt to locate her and the officers found it exactly as she had left it. It was believed, though, that she might have returned to the shop at some point because her handbag, her car keys, jacket, along with the fruit that she had bought and some flowers were left behind at the store. And this theory has 
only strengthened further when there is a banana skin found in the dustbin, meaning that she might have returned at some point before, but it's still unsure if it was maybe the same banana bought that day or if it might have been a different one. Her husband Richard was notified of this disappearance along with their son Richard, again they're both called Richard, and but the son was actually a police sergeant in his early 20s. So the detectives set about trying to find any information or evidence about Trevelyn and they soon began checking her bank accounts which reveals that no money had been taken or withdrawn and kind of there was another investigation that saw thousands and thousands of hours with over 330 police statements taken, more than like 1,500 names crossed and checked and there was even 700 cars eliminated from the inquiry. Meanwhile, every household in Langolan was visited in an attempt to gather more witness statements as well as areas outside of this area. There was also a volunteer search that was conducted of the River Dee, um, the local canal, caves, mine shafts in the area just they literally looked absolutely everywhere in case she'd maybe fallen in some accident while she was out on her walk. There was also an artist impression made of the man seen wearing a blazer in the shop shortly before she vanished Um, and this was made from witness statements that kind of circulated during the initial investigation. However, nobody came forward with any information about this unidentified man. Now, North Wales detective um, Colin Edwards, who was in charge of the investigation, commented to the Telegraph newspaper that, quote, It is without a doubt the strangest inquiry I have ever been involved with. How a happily married woman could vanish without a trace on a sunny Saturday morning in a busy town centre is totally baffling, end quote. The initial investigation into the disappearance of Trevelyn Evans failed to kind of, well, find her whereabouts or what happened. There was no trace about what happened on that Saturday morning and there have been unconfirmed sightings, like I said, but even as far away as London, Australia and even an alleged sighting in France was reported. Her disappearance was featured twice on the BBC television show Crime Watch that kind of depicted the reconstruction of the events before she went missing. And in 1992, there was a spiritual medium that contacted police with information that her body could be located near Woodland in the World's End area. But this was searched by officers and nothing came up. The following year, in 1993, a woman contacted detectives and said that she had this kind of overwhelming feeling that the body of Trevelyn could be found by a canal bank near Langlin. But the police searched the area with sniffer dogs and nothing came about. There was no evidence there either. So the case ran cold for a fair few years until it was reopened 11 years later in 2001 And the detectives now disregarded that artist impression of that man that was seen in the shop with Trevlin because they felt like it had failed, it was inaccurate because it had failed to provide any credible leads, which is fair enough, but you know, it doesn't mean that it's not. Anyway, they now decided to refocus the investigation to see what she was up to the days leading up 
to her disappearance when she'd returned from Rudlin. And this is when her husband, 72-year-old Richard Evans Sr., was actually arrested on suspicion of having information concerning her whereabouts. But he was later released without charge, so... I mean, I don't know why he'd hold information trying to find her unless he had anything to do with it. But he was released, so we're assuming that he had nothing to do with it. So in 2010, that marked the 20th anniversary of her disappearance. And it was around this time where they started to re-examine and reopen the case, like I said, 2010, 2011. But now they were acting on new information and detectives started to look into a possible link between her case and that of convicted serial killer Robin Ligus. Now, Ligus was sentenced to life imprisonment for the murders of three men in 1994 and he killed all of them in different ways. However, similarly to before, the police ruled out any connection between Ligus and Trevlin Evans and nothing really came about until 2019 when there was a new development and again the case was reopened. And this was because two brothers came forward with information that Trevlin had been murdered and her body had been buried. So acting on this confidential tip in March 2019, the police searched Rudland Golf Club in a bid to locate Trevlin's remains. At 11am on Tuesday 19th of March, the police began digging at the Rudland site under the supervision of North Wales DS Tony Underhill, and forensic officers used infrared equipment to x-ray the floor of the bar area of the club to kind of see, I'm assuming, maybe if there's any blood or anything. So once this was completed, an officer remained at the site overnight and DS Underhill later told reporters, quote, We received information suggesting the remains of a body may have been under the floor of Rutland Golf Club. Having investigated these claims, we are satisfied that this is not the case. Our inquiries at this location are now completed. I'd like to thank the club for their cooperation. End quote. So, this new information had been provided to police by brothers Andy and Lee Sutton, who they had believed Trevlin had been murdered and her body had been dumped there. And the Sutton brothers claimed to have new, high-quality evidence to support their theory. So, Andy Sutton, who was from Wrexham, was a former chief auditor for Flintshire Council and told the media that he and his brother Lee, who was from Kinmull Bay, had overheard information in February 2019 which seemed to indicate that Trevlin Evans had been murdered and buried. So the brothers then visited the golf club and claimed they were given permission to inspect the underfloor using an inspection camera. They immediately passed on the information to the police who conducted their own search the following month. As a result of this incident though, the North Wales Police referred to the incident to the Independent Office for the Police Conduct after the brothers had complained about the police handling of their information. So the, they decided that this matter would be investigated internally and Detective Chief Inspector Tim Evans of the Professional Standards Department said that the complaint had been received and formally recorded and the brothers went on to call for an independent investigation into the search of the Rudland golf course, adding that, quote, Trevlin was a grandmother, mother and sister and both she and her family deserved justice and some degree of closure in this case, end quote which I completely agree with. Um, 
it's really crazy how many I mean I can't remember what the TV program was called but there was a I think it's like something about missing people's it's UK it's real life like in the moment trying to find missing people um and I'm not saying that traveling was old by any means but on that program you see so often um older people kind of going about the day but then wandering off and not knowing where they are maybe like dementia stuff like that and they won't be found for days and then some of them are found some of them aren't and it really does just it, it's scary I mean I can't remember if I told you guys yet but um a few months ago I think it was actually Christmas Eve um me and my boyfriend were driving for a meal and to get to where we were going we had to go through this big bypass it's a very long stretch of road middle of nowhere and we saw this older gentleman walking he had like a full suit and tie on he was very jazzed up and he was walking one way and we kind of said to ourselves mm, seems a bit strange like it's a long way to walk middle of nowhere like he couldn't really be going anywhere there's nothing much on either side of the bypass and then on our way back we saw the same man but on the opposite side of the road going a different direction so obviously we've reported it because we don't know how vulnerable this man is um but obviously traveling wasn't that old she was 52 so it's i wouldn't consider that really old and everyone who saw her that morning said that she seemed okay um so i really don't know maybe she was killed maybe she wasn't and I guess we'll never know. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if things were still carrying on in 2019, hopefully we might have some closure at some point. And I really hope that the family does get closure. They really do deserve that justice. But that does conclude today's episode. And um, like I said, it's a mini one. And I really do hope that there is some sort of closure in this case. I mean, the last thing we heard was in 2019. So there is always a possibility that something might come up. And if it does, then I will be sure to let you guys know. And this will probably be the last episode for the next week or two. I have tried to pre-record um, some stuff whilst I am away. Um whilst you're listening to this I am probably being wheeled to recovery as we speak um but yeah I have this will be the last one that I've recorded um I am having my I think I must have had my surgery either yesterday or today I'm not sure what day this is going out um but yeah I will be having about two weeks off but I'm gonna try and get some stuff recorded for as soon as I am back I will keep you guys updated hopefully everything goes well it's nothing too serious um but in the meantime if you're craving some more true crime then you can head over to the primed for crime tiktok um go like and follow and like I've been saying for the last few weeks I've set up a twitter which is very new to me I've actually never used twitter in my life apart from when love island is on (laughs) I just like to look at all the memes um so yeah I've set up a twitter I also do have an Instagram but I don't post on anything like that just TikTok mainly Um, but I am going to try and use it a bit more because it can give you guys more of an update about what's upcoming Um, you can tweet about it if you want but yeah I'd really really appreciate it if you went and gave those a follow and also reviews um, if you have any time again it'd be greatly appreciated I don't think people realise how much stuff like that really benefits Um, 
so yeah I will I won't hand you anymore um enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you as soon as I am back (laughs) see you later